Jesus. I don't know how long ago it was, but I spoke about God being our inheritance. The Lord is our inheritance. Deuteronomy 18.2, and you haven't got it, then, so don't worry. God says that the priests who are Levites are to have no allotment or inheritance with Israel because the Lord is their inheritance. The Lord is your inheritance. If you don't take hold of your inheritance, it's your own foolish self. Because you know what? For an inheritance to happen, somebody actually has to die. And Jesus died so that you could have that inheritance. In Joshua 13, 33, it also says, But to the tribe of Levi, Moses had given no inheritance. The Lord, the God of Israel, is their inheritance as he promised them. And you see, throughout the, the, um, the Old Testament, we see these pictures of the, of the uh, New Testament. And this morning, I, I want to look at this pattern that we see in, in Exodus 19, 3 to 6. It says, now if you obey me fully. I think the key words are there. If you obey me fully. I want you to evaluate where you are this morning. Are you obeying God fully? What's her name? Annie. I know her mom quite well, but I don't know her quite well. She's from Durbanville, hey? She was Patty's all-star. What a, that, let me tell you that, ten years ago, that is an advert, what I saw over there, for all souls. She was dancing, just enjoying herself, allowing Jesus just to reveal himself to her so that she was able to worship him. We need to be saying, when we go into worship, Lord, reveal yourself to me. I, I want to worship you. I, I, I want to hang on every word that you say. Those two prophetic words, do you remember them, or have you forgotten already? You remember them? If you don't, go to Bianca and hopefully she remembers it. And Patty. 1 Peter 2, 9. Now we see the, the Old Testament says a, a, a kingdom of priests. And so then in 1 Peter 2, 9 it says, tells us that the believers are part of God's royal priesthood. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness. What is revelation? We, heard this, we hear this word so often. Oh, revelation, this, and I had a revelation. Revelation is very simple. It just means something that was in the dark has now been revealed. So something that you didn't understand and know, now you know and understand. That's revelation. Darkness revealed. And so I want to look this morning at our inheritance, which is God. God is our inheritance. I want to, I want to look at it this morning. And so first of all, it's Yahweh or Jehovah. It's the most significant and sacred name of God in the Bible. In the Old Testament, they actually didn't put, they were just the vowels. They didn't put in the A and the E. 
The precise meaning of Yahweh is debated, but it is generally understood to signify God's self-existence, His self-eternal nature, and His faithfulness to His covenant. Guys, this Yahweh, all those things, self-existence, eternal nature, faithfulness to His covenant, He is part of our inheritance. Man, he's part of our inheritance. Oh, I forgot I was going to say this as well. Last week, these two were backsliding. <laughs> but they were at Vaughan's dad, and he gave his life to the Lord last week. They then took him to church on Sunday. And so they were doing great. I was miffed, but it was good that they were doing well. <laughs> God, God revealed himself to, to Vaughan's dad. Can't get saved without a revelation of God. So God gave his best. God, God gave his best when he gave himself to us. You need to let that sink in. You need to respond to it. You need, on a Sunday, you need to worship. If you don't want to be up here in front, wherever you find yourself, you need to be worshiping because of what God has done and he has given himself to us. I like this church because we've got space on the sides and the people dance with their flags and and in the front and they dance and the visitors all stand and look at us like we're crazy but anyway if you are a visitor don't worry we don't look at you we're trying to see god <laughs> we need to enjoy him guys do, when you think of god is it like oh not again like oh not again no we need to enjoy him he not only gave himself for us, but he gave himself to us. I, I just find it amazing that this God, and I'm going to show you a bit of this God, has given himself to us. That he belongs to us. Yes, we belong to him as well, but he belongs to us. I'm going to have a look at some of the names. First one's Jehovah Nissi. It's a, it's a Hebrew word, you don't have to know it. Jehovah Nissi. It means, the Lord my banner. The Lord is my banner. In Exodus 17 and verse 15, it says, Moses built an altar and called its name, the Lord is my banner. What had happened there? Moses, uh, the Lord said to Moses, while your hands are up, you will win the battle. When your hands come down, you will lose the battle. And so Moses was got his hands up and they're battling and they're battling and the Israelites are, are wiping out the Amalekites, but then his hand starts to go down. And the, it turns around and the Amalekites start to, to hammer the, the Israelites. And so Joshua and Aaron, Joshua, is that right? Aaron and her, I thought it was Joshua, and he was down in there fighting, eh? Joshua and her said, sit down on the rock. Some of you are listening. <laughs> so, so uh, Ananias and... <laughs> so Aaron and her said, sit down on the rock. And he sat down on the rock and they took his arms and they held his arms up. And they said, Jehovah Nissi the Lord our banner. You see, Jehovah Nissi 
is the part of God that fights on our behalf. He fights on our behalf. He, he, is a, he, he describes the flag that waves when the idea, the flag that waves while God is being victoria, victorious in battle. So when you're fighting, you can say to God, Jehovah Nissi, I need you now. I'm in this fight. So Jehovah Nissi, the Lord, our banner, when he fights on our behalf, do you think you win or lose? It's like he's got his arms up and Israel is hammering the Amalekites. But I, there's an interesting thing here. It says, built an altar. What does that mean? Built an altar. Guys, when you have a victory, build an altar. You don't forget that thing. I that becomes part of your testimony. That God turns tests into testimonies. Next week, we get, we've got a couple of people that are hopefully are going to be able to testify as to what God did this last week in their life. But you build an altar. You say, Lord, I remember. Listen, I had a triple bypass. I remember God bringing me through that thing. Remember. There, every one of us have had fights that we've had, to, we've had to overcome in our lives. Man, I've had a lot. I, I said to Patty, if I had the time, I could just give testimonies this morning. But I don't want to because a lot of you have heard some of them somewhere along the line. So he will fight on your behalf. Build an altar. Don't forget about it. It's a test that's become a testimony. And the word tells us in Revelation they overcome by the word of their testimony and the blood of the Lamb. And they did not love their lives unto death. But the first one, overcome by the word of your testimony. Come on, you know what? When, when you bump into someone um, and you, uh, you haven't seen them for a while and God has done something in your life, you need to like be excited and say, hey, you know what God has done in my life? Because just maybe that person hasn't seen or heard from God lately. Next one, Jehovah Raha. Who wants to guess what that one is? I'll give you a clue. Psalm 23 and verse 1. Everyone knows. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. You know what? When, when David said that, he knew that he had a personal, real relationship with God. He is my shepherd. He is my shepherd. Yes, I've got friends that stand with me through different things, but God is my shepherd. A sheep is the object of property. We belong to God, not a wild animal. The, the owner sets great store by it. And frequently it is bought with a great price. We won't go into why that is. But the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He also belongs to us. We belong to him, but he belongs to us. The Lord is my shepherd. You know what? There have been times in my life when I've really been going through a difficult time and I just say, Lord, you are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. 
I cannot get through this thing without you. The sweetest word of that whole thing is ma. The Lord is ma shepherd, not Donnie's shepherd and uh, Lindy's shepherd. He's ma shepherd. He is their shepherd as well, but then they're going to start jumping around there. But he's mine. Guys, you can, you, you, can, you can own him. He is my shepherd. You, you, you know the, the, the main function of a shepherd was to love and care for the sheep. If you ever get a phone call from Patty, I've probably told her to phone you because I don't like phoning people. <laughs> but if I've missed you, she doesn't always miss you because I stand up here and I see who's not there and who isn't there and uh, all those. She normally talks to everyone, but I will tell her, hey, babes, I didn't see Enya. Can you just give her a phone call, please? And then Enya will say, but I was there. You didn't see me. <laughs> but it's love, care, and concern. Guys, when you're laying in your bed and you're sick, just say, hey, Lord, you are my shepherd. Can you love me? Can you care for me? God cares for his sheep. A shepherd would bring all his sheep into the, the fold, and he would count them. One, two, three, four. And he'd count them until he got to the end and a hundred. And that would be all of them. Then he would lay down in the doorway. He was the door. That's why it says that in John 10. It says, I am the door. He would lay in that thing. So no sheep could go out and no predator could come in. Don't you find that amazing? Man, when I go to sleep at night, Hey, Lord, just watch over us tonight while we sleep. Lord, you are my shepherd. The word says that the thief wants to come in, but the shepherd won't allow him. David needed a shepherd. You and I need a shepherd in our life. He had a rod and a staff, the word says, as you go further down the psalm. They were for two different, pro two different things, eh? The staff was to catch the oak by the neck and pull him back. But after he had caught it and pulled it back enough times, the thing goes that he would break one of its legs because it would not hang around. And then he would take that sheep and put it over his shoulders and he would carry it until that leg healed. Yeah, the, the thing also connects of it's not our self-sufficiency. It's Him. It's not who we are. It's because of who He is. The Lord is my shepherd. Next one, Jehovah Jireh. Who knows Jehovah Jireh? Most people know this one. All know the story, eh? Abraham's going to put Isaac on the altar. God's told him to take Isaac, put him on the altar, and kill him as a sacrifice to him. People always talk about the obedience of Abraham. 
about the obedience of Isaac? He's going to get killed. He's younger. He's probably stronger. He could probably put his father on the altar and kill him. But there he's walking with his dad. His dad says to him, hey, collect the wood over there. We're going to use it for a fire for you. Yeah, he's walking. and He's obediently walking. For me, if you look at those two men, I actually think Isaac is more obedient because he's going to give his life. But he puts, he puts Isaac up on the altar, and just as he's about to kill him, an angel says, do not harm one hair on his head. There's a goat in the bush that you may catch and kill in his place. And that's what happens. And so there he builds an altar. Well, he's had the altar built already. The Lord Jehovah Jireh. I bet you, every one of you, if you're a parent, every one of you has got a story about God providing finances. Any one of you that's worked, any one of you who's ever had to earn money, there's been those times when the money didn't come in. You know what? When you've got an altar of Jehovah Jireh in your life, Lord, you have provided. I know that you will continue to provide. You know God will look after you. Jehovah Rapha is the next one. In Exodus 15, verse 26, it says, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Jehovah Rapha means the Lord who heals. Each one of these names, you need to be saying to God, God, I need you to reveal yourself like this to me. I've got, I've, God has revealed himself with, about healing in our life. He's healed my kids when they were almost dead. They'd been eaten by a Rottweiler. They had 200 stitches in their head each. The Lord brought healing in their lives. Last one, Judges 24, 6.24. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abrazites. This is an amazing thing here. Gideon built an altar, but the Lord said, he says to him, I have give, I've given you peace. Listen to this. I've given you peace so that you can prepare for war. I've given you peace so you can prepare for war. You remember David, it said he, he owned the most area of ground uh, in Israel's history because God loved him and said, David, David is the apple of my eye. But you see, Psalm 23 was also David. The Lord is my shepherd. If God loves you, oh, this is hectic, but I've got to tell you. Can I tell you? Are you sure? Nod. Everyone's nodding. Okay, here we go. If God loves you, he will use you either for suffering or service. Or suffering in service. Go, Matt. 
unlocked it when you sit here. He has given you peace, so you must prepare for war. He has prepared you. You must be proactive. Have you built altars? Do you remember those times? I remember the time that Patty and I had COVID. We were really sick the first time around. We prayed. And Lord, we are. And uh, for me, with all the things that I have, for me, COVID is really dangerous. But we prayed for each other. Lord, heal us. Bring us through. Be our shepherd. Care for us. I wonder if we could just bow all our heads quickly. This morning, I want you, as you bow your head, I want you to be thinking about the altars that you've built in your life with God. Where He's revealed Himself. Where uh, He has revealed Himself. You've worshipped in that situation. If you haven't built an altar, you go home today and you say, Lord, or you say it now, Lord, this, this area, the devil will not take it back from me. You are my shepherd. I want to ask you this morning, if you have, and you've never ever surrendered your life to Jesus Christ as your shepherd and allowed him to be, to be, to look after you with care and concern. If, if we reject the, the shepherd, he will leave us. But this morning, he's giving you an opportunity. He's saying, come, 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 come into the fold. Come, come and see how I care for my sheep. It won't all be easy. Because when we get peace, we prepare for war. If you're in that place this morning where you find yourself that you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I wonder if you could put your hand up. I want you to put your hand up. I want to pray for you. I want to, I want to uh, ask God to, to make you one of His sheep. Or if you're sitting here this morning and you've you once were in a strong relationship with God, with Jesus, and you've allowed it to slip, and you no longer can remember those altars that, you've, that you did build in your life at one time. I wonder if you could stick your hand up. We would love to pray for you this morning. Anyone else? All of you in a, a good place, in a good space with the Lord. You, you uh, looking back and remembering what God has done in your life. Do you know Jehovah Nissi, Rapha, Jerah, Peace, Jireh, Jehovah Shalom is the word for peace. Jehovah Shalom. Anyone else this morning? 
I don't want to rush on because you know what, sometimes God wants to do business with us. Sometimes we rush. God's not a rush or in a rush.